What's up, citizens? What's going on? I am your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. We are on episode 13, and you know, we welcome you joining us on this epic journey of ours as we try to take over the world one day at a time, talking about some good old anime. Uh, of course, shout outs to our returning BOMAT members, whether you're in the live chat or comment section for our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook pages. And of course, if you're listening directly from streaming services, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, we appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to talk about our winner 2022 animes for discussion for our Saturday show. So how about we go ahead and swing directly into my office and we'll have at this okay that's that's more like it i love it i love it i love it okay all right well first of all let's go ahead and bring up our list of animes up for discussion and we have requiem of the rose king the strongest sage with the weakest crest orient the case study of anitas arefudeta from commonplace to world's strongest, and lastly, the orbital children, which is the last episode we'll be covering because it is the end of the season. So we're gonna have to close the orbital children out on a good foot, right? Now, if you're new here and listening to the Bingo Book podcast for the first time, uh, I review animes and we discuss three key factors, which is animation story progression, which is like the pace going from A to Z of the story, and dialogue, which is all the bits and bolts to it from the text to the voice actors and everything else that makes the, their anime so good. And then we have our rating ceiling that you see above you're watching us from our video shows, and that is rated from number one, the worst, two, terrible, three, not good, four, the middle, five, good, six, great seven is the best okay uh so let's go ahead and get into our first anime shall we we'll go ahead and pop this up out of the way and we have requiem of the rose king episode eight and it is titled i remember when christmas was approaching the time when i lost father now you know, if you've been kind of paying attention to the naming conventions for Requiem, Requiem of the Rose King, then you kind of can see already that they it tends to have two, I guess you could say, manga chapters kind of smushed into one. At least that's the way that I've seen it right now. So any of my Requiem of the Rose King faithfuls that watch this, if they want to confirm that, uh, please do. But this is not an abstract thing that happens uh, you know, this is definitely something, especially in, in I'd say maybe a decade or, or, or in a half ago, uh, where animes did this a little bit more regularly, but it's still somewhat of a rare thing, I would say. Um, now this episode, uh, it, it, to me, a lot of it had to do with the theme of rejecting impure love, like impure love, like saying, Hey, like I can't be around you. Uh, I can't talk to you. I, you know, I, I can't touch you or anything because you're impure. Like your intentions are to do nothing but bad, sinful things, uh, lust, you know, and, and that's not the type of 
love that I want to have reciprocated. And, uh, you know, re interesting enough, Henry was able to get back into contact with Richard and we got to see this side of him, uh, you know, at least from a historical standpoint of things that happened to him in the past and why he is so, uh, you know, objective to, you know, people, you know, hailing him as this king. And I feel like a lot of the background, the things that have experienced in the, in the past and looking, you know, it turned out to be his mother having a, uh, I guess you could say a fling of some sort, you know, um, uh, really bothered him. And he started to reject the idea of loving someone. So in his mind, he says like, hey, like I could never love anyone, you know, but Richard, you're different. You're not like everyone else because you're not seeking out to uh, you know, have like do these sexual advances or anything like that. And so, you know, uh, you know, Henry is a, a, a fairly interesting person. And I don't doubt that there's people who've had experiences like him um, or, uh, you know, just have those feelings about, you know, why I, I, I feel like I need to be this way, you know, and if you look at uh, nuns, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'd say uh, people that have uh, religious or beliefs or maybe they're just, you know, stern on what they want out of life. You know, they take these um, steps of saying, hey, like this is what how I feel about, uh, you know, uh, sex or anything like that. And I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on. It. And uh, but you also have Prince Edward of Lancaster who, you know, had a conversation with Anne because, as you know, they, uh, uh, the the Warwick, the kingmaker, quote-unquote, you know, he put uh, Edward and Anne together, and, uh, the you know, Edward's mother says, hey, like, y'all should consummate and, you know, make this official, and he's like, y'all don't have to love each other to make it work, and it's like, dang, like, <laughs> but, you know, this is definitely, that's not a, um, unrealistic thing you know in a lot of different tribes and um you know cultures and things like that you know uh marrying someone off to another person you know the idea had nothing to do with love it was about the transfer of power it was about um you know making right because of uh lineages or um you know who do you think you know villages that would be stronger together. I mean, there's just so many different things that come with it where love was never attached. So I think for most people in today's time, that idea seems like really crazy, but um, especially for the time that this anime uh, presents itself in, you know, this is kind of quite normal, you know, I would say. And so, you know, it was kind of, you know, it was, it's interesting seeing that, you know, Edward kind of went on this limb is like, telling Anne like hey like you know I you know I we we both I know what Richard's secret is and because of that he's you know you'll never be able to reach him with your love you'll always be rejected in the eyes of God type of thing and I was just like wow like that's like you know this uh Edward's making some really really strong cases of why he's all about Richard you know and nothing else so it, it's kind of 
interested in seeing his resolve as well within the, these these coming episodes. But uh, animation was good. The story progression was great. You know, I think that they did a, a really good job moving the needle in the last string of episodes to kind of make this, uh, you know, kind of give us the story of, of, of Richard and what's going on within this, within the kingdom and uh, all the perilous issues that happen uh, when you have, uh, you know, power as a noble. Uh, the dialogue is great. Uh, you know, this overall, this is a great episode. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, watching it and and the dialogue and the way the story moved it just made it so seamless and though like on the animation side of things uh they kind of uh you know you can tell that they're they're not really focused on the fighting and showing like the blood and gore of things when it comes down to war they're really keyed on you know this the relationships and the strife and struggle and despair uh, that happens with Richard and some of the other characters within this anime. So, you know, I would say if if you're a person that enjoys, um, you know, character development and more dialogue heavy uh, anime, then this is probably going to be right up your alley. But um, and I think that's going to probably be my summary for this anime as a whole when it concludes. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it seems that this anime is going to be going on until at least July, June, July of uh, 2022. So it's going to be a while before this one goes, which I'm actually quite surprised about. OK, let's move on to our next anime title. And that is The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest. And this episode titled the strongest sage duels episode nine now you know of course you know with the titles you know the sage is fighting someone and rightfully so maddie ends up uh fighting a new townsperson in order to get approval to go to this certain domain area and you know this this person that he fights is said to be uh, undefeated one of the strongest in the regions and I mean, if you just know how OP and OD that Maddie is, then you know this is pretty much a cakewalk for him. And that's what it is. But I, one of the things that I found to be funny that they highlighted in this was, uh, you know, the clear clumly, clumsiness of Iris. And, you know, when it's, it's funny seeing how everybody's eyes popped up when Iris said, hey, like, I want to help you know, uh, build the, you know, the new infrastructure for the Academy and people were like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a really good idea, but rightfully so. Like they were all right. And she ended up making matters much worse. So, but my poor Iris, she means well, she's such a good hearted person and she, she wants to do the right thing. So it is what it is. But, um, you know, even with that, you know, it's kind of like you think about some people where, they'll kind of have this iris black cat effect almost where it's like okay don't ask them to do something because you know that when you do something bad is going to happen and unfortunately like that is like there are some people that i've met where it's like okay don't task them with certain things or don't ask for certain things because the results you get back might not be the greatest but you can't be too mad because you know that for one and then for two um <laughs> the results that you get back 
might not be what you want, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, we're better off doing something else. <laughs> How, you know, it's, it's so funny because I had a, um, a recent experience with, with my boy Bit and, you know, we're talking about uh, Photoshop and things like that. And it, it just, it's, it's hilarious because there's a lot of things that I don't know about Photoshop, even though I've messed around with the program for a while. And, you know, he goes on to say, Hey Jay, like you need, a, you're going to need a one-on-one class. I'm like, yeah, like you're, you're absolutely right. But you can also hear like the pure disdain, like, Oh, you know, I, I could just do this myself. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this myself and it would be much faster, but I really appreciate that. Um, my team, you know, they're being uh, very patient with me and, you know, giving me critical feedback. And so, you know, the bingo book podcast, man, we in here, like we make improvements on the daily. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Oh, I guess I should probably rate the episode. So the animation was good. Nothing too crazy. Uh, with this story progression was good as well and the dialogue was good so you know in conclusion when it comes down to uh, episode nine for the strongest sage with the weakest crest uh, this was just a good episode you know there was nothing too abnormal that made it just just shockingly good everything was kind of uh, safe I would say and you kind of knew what was going to happen as the story progressed so nothing shocking here but it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad experience I enjoyed uh, watching it, you know, but I will say that I think, you know, because the series is so safe and there's not a lot of like eye popping things that comes with watching this anime. So I feel like they're going to have to do something in the future, uh, future episodes to really spice this uh, anime up, because if not, um, I think we're looking at a very short lived season potentially. But we'll see. Okay, moving on. Oh, hey, Ben. Hey, Ben, I was just, I was just talking about you. <laughs> my, my friend. What's going on? Yeah, good vibes, bro. That's all it is. All, always good vibes. But All right, on to our next anime title, and that is Orient. Orient, episode nine, titled Abushi's Way of Life. Man, like just seeing that title, it makes you feel like you got to live your life as a bushy, right? <laughs> but yeah, this this episode, uh, for the most part, uh, was themed around um, Mushashi and his um, trial that he's going through with his sword and meeting this, uh, quote unquote, uh, obsidian goddess. But us really not knowing exactly what happens, but the context that we got as he's going through this trial with the sword and using his power, uh, the answer that we got uh, from one of the characters was, wow, like Musashi was neither rejected nor accepted by his sword. So what does that mean? And you have the Unaki clan or Unakai, Unakai clan, who, you know, we don't know exactly what their band is meant to do, but it's not. We definitely found out they're, they're, they're probably not good, I would say, for the most part, because, um, you know, one of the Nikai's, the leader for the most part, did a bang-up job in, you know, 
killed a lot of people within the vicinity. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say right now that they're truly just one hundred percent bad because they may be strictly neutral on like, hey, we still want to kill Onis, but we'll do it at any cost if that means going against other Bushis as well, you know, and that could be a kind of a neutral side where they are neither on no one side. They're just on the wheel to just get stronger. And that's all that matters to them. And that, I kind of can see that a little bit as well. <laughs> it says, Oh, I'm famous. <laughs> yes, you are brother. Yes, you are. But yeah, I mean, nothing too special about this, this episode. Uh, the animation was good. The story progression was good as well. And along with the dialogue. So it was a good episode. Uh, Orion has really changed a leaf on being, you know, as far as his entertaining side, like these uh, last two, I say last three episodes have been just really, really good. And I think, you know, I, I was reading some comments uh, from people talking about, you know, this, this uh, anime as, you know, as the episodes progress and, you know, a lot of people are on board, like, man, like what's happening so far is fire. I'm liking what I'm seeing. So, you know, hopefully Orient is able to kind of, you know, keep this train rolling and, and, and keep us interested and engaged on what's happening next, you know, and the backstory is starting to fill itself out a little bit more. And so, you know, things are looking pretty good, but I, I feel like they're only a pivot away where they could really mess this thing up again. So hopefully they stay on a good foot. Okay. Let's move on to our next anime title. And that is the case study of Anites episode 20 titled the incurable disease. Now, if we were on the court playing basketball and you went up for a shot and I tried to block your shot, but you pump faked. That's exactly what happened in this episode. Like I got pump faked. Like I thought that this whole incurable disease title was going to be talking more specifically about Vanitez and how his arm is pretty much uh, starting to crystallize and, and drastically crystallize faster than what we saw it, you know, some episodes back. And so I thought that's what this, what this episode is going to be about, but no, <laughs> the incurable disease is love, you know, and it's about Benitez discovering that he was in love for the first time. And that's kind of what the whole thing was about, you know, Benitez going around and asking uh, you know, people, you know, you know, it's kind of what he's experiencing and kind of trying to confirm, like, is this actually love that I'm, that I'm, I'm feeling because it makes no sense. Like this doesn't, you know, I've never experienced this before. I don't know. And it's weird because it makes me think about like, when was the first time that I could say that I experienced love for the first time? And, you know, it's like when you, Going, you know, back into like the past, like, you know, young, uh, you know, childhood when you're in uh, elementary, middle, you know, middle school, junior high, high school, you think you're in love, but it's, I, I don't know if that's really love. It feels more like lust in a way, you know, it, it, but not quite, you know, I mean, at least for me, um, you know, my time, especially like junior high and younger I don't necessarily feel like I was in love. It was just like, hey, like 
you know, that person's really cute. And so like, I should hook, I should get, you know, I should date them. We should be, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever, you know? And, um, but I would say in high school, you know, especially like towards my last couple years, that's, it changed, you know, like it, it really, really changed. And I can honestly say that I think that I was really in love at that time. And it's not to say like one thing about me is I have this thing where if I, if I like somebody a lot, I can't stop thinking about them when I'm going to bed. For some reason, when I'm sleeping, I always have dreams about that person. And uh, that's kind of like the note for me where it's like, okay, you should probably like Jay, you should probably go and, um, you know, confess your feelings for this person. And that's really what happens most of the time. I say like, 85% of the time, that's exactly how it goes. I can't get this person out of my head and I go for it. And then whatever happens, happens from there. Uh, but definitely like the my first true love, I will say, it was like this person, I could not, even when they moved away, miles away from me, you know, hours away from me, I still claimed that person because I, I love them that hard. Now that's, that's powerful. When, when love translates and you're not even like talking, communicating, but you still want to be with that person. I mean, it's almost, it's kind of hard. It's almost, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? You know, we're stalkish a little bit, but I mean, it wasn't like I was, following this person like all on the social or anything like no it was nothing like that i just could not stop thinking about that person and i felt that the universe would eventually bring us back together and it did it it actually did and it was crazy now how it ended uh in a burning shed as <laughs> a quote that's a whole nother story but i have to share that another time <laughs> that's a to be continued moment maybe when we talk some more about Sasaki and Miyano on our Wednesday shows. I'll probably go a little deeper on that, but um, the animation for this episode was good. The story progression, not good. I'm just, you know, I, I this was a fluff piece, you know, a fluff episode. And, you know, I, I understand why this, this episode exists because it's kind of like to brighten the mood of all of the, the darkness that happened in the last couple episodes and, you know, but man, I'll be honest. I personally do not like when they do this in anime, when they make these uh, filler episodes or these uh, fluff pieces to kind of, you know, m make it more comedic, you know, comedy, even though the anime not be like pure comedy, it really rubs me the wrong way. It's like, like you don't have to change the mood to make us feel that we can still love these characters. Like we, I don't need to see a chibi Vanitas or Noe or anything like that to know that I love them, you know, and they're adorable and stuff like that. And so, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I, I was really kind of quite disgusted with, with the story progression for this episode. Uh, the dialogue I was in the middle for, and you know, I mean, like I said, the, it wasn't that the episode was bad, Per se um it's just i it was more annoying than anything and i feel like most people that are watching this 
uh, especially if you don't really care for these type of fluff pieces, you're going to feel the exact same way where you're watching it. You liked it, but it was annoying that you can't get back to what like the real, the story is really about, even though, you know, it does. I can't even say this provides context because we already know how Vanitas felt, you know, especially when it came down to um, his feelings for the uh, Crimson Witch. I think that's, I think that's her nickname. <laughs> but in conclusion, I was in the middle about this episode. You know, I, like I said, I didn't hate, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I didn't like it at all. So I had to be fall right in the middle. And this is probably the most skippable episode in the season so far. And that, that really brings me to tears to say that because I love this anime so much, but you know, it seems that, you know, each anime has to have at least one of these downer type episodes it all can't be perfect right but uh <laughs> bit says toxic <laughs> toxic is the word i was using look uh looking for yeah i mean well i guess uh i guess i could have been a little well no i wouldn't say that was toxic love it was just love it was just super super love lust i guess you could say but okay moving on to our next anime title and we have Arefureta from Commonplace to World's Strongest, episode 21, and it is titled A Disturbing Darkness. Now, this title, I mean, it kind of gets straight into it, you know, especially if you look, you know, from the previous episode, we did get to see a disturbing, disturbing matter where one of the uh, leaders and anchor of, of, I guess you could say this guild was uh, portrayed and uh, got stabbed in the back, you know, literally by a backstabber and was trying to get rid of him. And, but, you know, his experience was just too much and he was able to with, with uh, overcome that situation and fin, you know, defend himself really well. But, uh, making an escape and getting outside, he ended up meeting someone that was seemed to be very powerful. So uh, I'm guessing that this is a part of that darkness that they're talking about. Uh, but there was also a portion where we got to see Hajime meet a princess and that was uh, that saw his sensei get captured and pretty much went to plead with Hajime. Hey, like you have to save our sensei, like whatever, you know, please, like, can you do this? Like she's being held captive most likely in this area like this clock tower type of area and so hajime you know as uh caring as he is when it comes down to his sensei specifically you know jumps to the task uh even though he might have had a little bit of heartburn about it and uh, goes to save her and <laughs> this whole time like when he goes to save his teacher um she's having these kind of feelings of thinking about uh, Hajime in a more sexualized, romanticized fashion. And so, uh, you know, she's kind of stepping forward and uh, Hajime is like, sensei, like, what are you thinking? Like, it's not even like that. I don't know what's going on in your head, that head of yours, you know? And so it made me think about, you know, just, it, now I understand that in most scenarios, a teacher liking a student is never a good thing. It's not right. 
But let's be honest, there was definitely a time, at least when I was in school, even in college, where I fantasized about my professor. And I honestly don't even think that I hid it well from my professor, to be honest. <laughs> I want to say I was pretty bold and outright with it because she was she was very pretty. But uh, thankfully, I had a, there was another student in the class that I really liked, too. So I wasn't able to really jump on my professor like that but she was she was married too so that was probably that was definitely the thing that i was like okay i'm not going to cross those lines but man oh man <laughs> if if she wasn't married i i definitely would have went, went went for it for sure you know she's just an awesome person um now uh about this episode's animation it was good Story progression was good. Same thing with the dialogue. Overall, it was a good episode. You know, there wasn't uh, too much. You know, this was a, a kind of a story-driven piece to give you a little bit more context of things that could possibly happen in the future uh, and kind of building up the story. Um, we got a couple things out of it, but it was, you know, it was, it was pretty general episode, I would say. Nothing too crazy, but it was it was good nonetheless. Okay. All right, we go on to our last anime, and that is The Orbital Children, episode six, titled A Story Begins. Now, this is the last episode for The Orbital Children. Um, this uh, season only has six, a total of six episodes, which, uh, you know, this is a Netflix special. So it makes me wonder if this was kind of a testing bed because six Six episodes really isn't a lot, even by Netflix special standards. And when it comes down to anime, I'm used to seeing them put out at least 10 to 12 episodes on there. So I'm kind of curious if they just wanted to test to see how well received the Orbital Children would be before moving forward. I, I'm not really too sure. Or maybe they have, um, maybe they have like a total of 12 episodes but they wanted to halve it and kind of generate a little buzz behind it. You know, some, some maybe a marketing tactic, tactic possibly. I, I'm not sure, but uh, six episodes seems to be very, very short. But um, yeah, you know, episode six, um, this episode was uh, really good as far as the animation goes. And I'll talk about that a little bit more as we grade the episode. But one of the biggest things that I heard, a quote that was said this that was said in this episode was, You are now leaving the cradle. And the I would say the play on words that they were using for this was really saying, Hey, um, you're no longer a child anymore. Now you're thinking bigger you know you're 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 thinking more mature you know you're building more on your ethics and things and it's kind of like man like wow like when you know when was my moment where i i left the cradle and i no longer had the kid like my frame you know well so some people would say i'd never left the cradle i'm still in it rattle and everything <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that thing makes some great noise, you know, but no, I mean, seriously, though, I I, I think um, there uh, there's definitely that moment that most of us have when we realize like, wow, like I can't like I can't be playful and playing around and all that all the time. Like 
life is serious business and I have to start, you know, doing more to be responsible and yada, yada, you know, so on and so forth. And so, um, I think, uh, you know, a sad story incoming, sorry. And I'm, I'm I'm not trying to ruin the mood, but you know, when, uh, one of my great grandmother, when she passed away, that was really my moment of like, wow, like I lost one of my best, like my best friends. And like, who am I going to, you know, talk to about life and stuff like that. And, but even though it was a sad moment, it started to make me focus on being more self-sufficient and, you know, taking more responsibility and things into, um, you know, and my destiny really into my own hands and what I want to become. And so, yeah, like, I think that, you know, there could be sad moments. There could be awesome moments where people have this leave in the cradle type of, of moment. So yeah, I think we all kind of experience this for the most part. Now, some stay in the, in the cradle a little bit longer than others. Uh, but you know, it definitely does happen. I say for most. Another thing uh, about this episode is it was teaching us uh, what we all pretty much know as humans is that we have the power to choose. And no matter how good technology is, no matter how advanced technology becomes, and I mean, we just we know today how advanced technology has gone. You know, when you think about uh, artificial intelligence and deep learning and all of this, you know, these different algorithms that are, that are moving uh, at such a rapid pace and continuing to grow and expand. And then, of course, you hear about cloud-based servers. And I mean, there's just so many different things uh, that have, you know, come or, uh, around and make li- our lives a lot more easier, you know, I would say. Uh, but, you know, in the end of all of that and and, and, and the technology, uh, you know, us as humans, what defers us from machines for the most part is uh, the power to choose. You know, we get to uh, make decisions of what we want to do, whether it be good or bad. And I, I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a summary of what the orbital children overall was trying to hint at is that, you know, you have people from all walks of life within this uh, anime you have some, you know, one, you know, two of the children that were born and lived out of space and everybody else that came from Earth. But they all had to kind of come together, work together and find this balance. And through it all, they found out like, hey, like based on the decisions that we make, we get to decide what our future is overall. So, yeah, you know, it's it's it's, uh, you know, powerful episode. Uh, in, in, you know, I would say if I was, you know, great in the animation, the animation was the best, uh, this anime, I mean, it, it just looks so gorgeous. And if there's any, uh, nailing point that I want to make when it comes down to the orbital children is that the animation is spectacular. It looks so beautiful and I can see, uh, you know, maybe a hundred years from now, uh, you know, that some of those ideas for technology, I really can honestly see them coming into play in real life application. Uh, The story progression was good. The dialogue was good as well. So overall, you know, this was a good episode. And, you know, I think when we get to um, summarizing our animes for the winter 22, 
um, season. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about my feelings towards the over the children, but I say right now for a TD, uh, LR, TRDL, I always forget, <laughs> I always forget the, the, the acronym, you know, but you know, in short, uh, I would say that if I if recommending this anime, I would, but I would recommend it to people that, um, like space specifically like space type stuff. Uh, and have a, a love for like dialogue because this, this is a pretty dialogue heavy um, anime as well. It's not a lot of action. It's, it's really about uh, people and personalities and investing into their world, I would say. Okay. So that is our six animes for our Saturday slate. You know, hey, if you are listening to us from DSPs, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, we greatly appreciate you for listening. That is the end of today's episode. However, if you are listening and watching us, you know, you can check us out on our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook page. And if you're there now, stay tuned. We'll come back.